Alright, and welcome back to The Dented Puck. My name's Drew, and as always, I'm joined by Josh and Dirk. Boys, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Just recovering from a long, awesome weekend. How you doing down there, Dirk? Yeah, we're doing alright. Yep, still still licking my wounds. <laughs> Not wounds. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, neither of you has wounds, but that was... Uh, it was quite the weekend we just had. So for, for everyone listening, um, gosh, when this episode releases, it'll be two weeks ago, uh, we went to St. Louis to participate in the St. Louis Dog Nation's uh, first dog bowl. And it was the first time that we had a, a full dented puck team. Well, we'll use the term full loosely. loosely. We had eight. <laughs> we had, a full, we had, ice, eight, we had a full ice dented pucks team. There we go. Yeah. And... Uh, so I thought that went great, you know. I mean, I, I think that the results were, you know, I, it's a charity tournament, and but at the same time, we're all athletes, we're all hockey players, we want to win. So I think at the end of the day, you know, we didn't win, but uh, it was a good experience. It was a good time. The Dog Nation guys are always great. Uh, getting to play a couple of teams was awesome, um, and you know, we I feel like we were really lucky that uh, they were willing to use our puck even for two periods in the first two games. But, um, you know, the last game that we played, they used it for the whole one. So um, it's it was interesting. You know, I, I think that we've... <clears throat> I think that there needs to be... I don't know. Because it, it felt, for, to me, and again, I wouldn't change anything, so I don't want it to sound like this, but notes from, from me for from that event... It was we played much better when we used our puck because we could hear it and see it, um, or at least track it. But that also kind of put us at a disadvantage because it moves slower and it is larger. So for all the excited guys on the other team, it was just a larger, slower moving target for them to find faster than us. Yeah. Um, and that's and it's funny <coughs> because I, at one point I think in a clinic and I told every guy on the team. And because uh, they they're all they all kind of have the notion they're like, and I, I think I showed a guy the puck at one of my clinics once. He's like, dude, with that puck, it it must we must do the same. And I'm like, dude, I'm blind. I'm literally missing 90 percent of my vision. There's no the same. It makes it a little bit easier for us to compete, but there's no the same. The same is what we did to the Dog Nation team. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Dirk, you know, you you definitely have the worst vision of all of us, but we talked on the bench a couple times, and man, just tracking the regular puck. Oh you know, wow, it I, was. I feel like it was hard. Right, and but it's weird because I don't know about you, but every now and then in practice, I'll mess around with the regular puck just to work on hands or or just because we're taking a break and I want to shoot a slap shot, and so I thought oh, I'm. I can do this in practice, but you know, once it gets into that game situation, yeah. I I froze. Once a lot yeah, once it's off the stick, you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> and and I I actually have to, <laughs> I actually have to kind of mimic Christian because like you guys know, I have like the the good enough vision to be able to track and kind of follow that regular puck. I was doing a lot of overcompensating with that regular puck, like, and I mean, and that's just what it is. Is and Dirk's got the greatest. <laughs> Christian has the greatest. Christian had the greatest story about Dirk when he's like, he's like Dirk. Dirk just froze. He's like Dirk just froze. He's like with that with that regular puck. Dirk would know what it is, and they just breathe. He well, know what I, it is, I didn't know where to go. Breathe. I was trying to listen yeah. with every little yeah. bit. I'm like, I hear nothing that sounds like a puck. Like, 
<laughs> it was uh, it was very hard to follow it. Um, and I think that's when they realized, you know, right away once they put the other puck down, like, oh, these guys can these guys can play hockey. They just need to be able to know they they at least have to have a chance to track the puck. Because if I even if I can't see it, if I know that it's 30, 40 feet in that general direction, I know where I'm supposed to be within a few feet. You know what I mean? If it's the little puck, yeah. I have absolutely. I, I'd be like looking toward the offensive zone, like, all right. I thought we were breaking out of the zone, and I made it all the way to the red line. I'm like, all right. I look back, and I'm like, what's going on? And then like there was like no whistle, no nothing. All of a sudden, people were lining up for a faceoff. I'm like, oh, I guess they scored. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I had no <laughs> I mean, idea. I was ready to go down and play offense, and they they were the play was over. I had no you idea. guys would not take my suggestions for for game plan. I mean, we had a bunch of elite defensemen and an excellent goalie. I thoroughly thought the neutral zone trap was going to work, and it should have. The problem is I didn't know, it was, I didn't, no. I didn't know when it was in the neutral zone. That's the problem. I didn't know when or where. You know, I had no idea where the puck was. There was no, basically I, no I think, competition. Uh, yeah, that, the, that, that was a joke. But, I mean, with this team, I mean, we really were a bunch of elite defensemen. And I think I think just having a couple – a couple, even of blind puck handlers. I mean, having Easton there, having Shram there, having Luke there, having Timmy there. It they are puck handlers. Having Tony there, yeah. um, it's just a puck handler to take the puck off our six and control the game, because there they are. Every one of them are players who can flip the ice and make that a, a three zone game. And we were lucky to have a two zone game. And that's just the way it was. And we knew kind of going in, um, yeah. we just came up against some pretty good good offense. Those are some good teams. Yeah, no, and they had good defensemen that could keep the puck, puck in at the point really well. I had a hard time getting the puck out of the zone on that one side. Dude, that division in that division was better than the division that I was miles, miles better than the division that Adam and I played in at Dog Bowl in in Colorado with um, the St. Louis Dogs team. Yeah, like okay. I was one of the better players on the well, no, not on the Dogs team. But I was I would have been one of the top players on the other team with my vision. Yeah. It was it, so I mean it just that's the way it goes when you have a couple we have a little when you have a couple tournaments in the area that weekend and you, you get what you get. Yeah. No, but it was fun. The guys were really good guys, you know. It, it, there was a couple several times where the guy would break up the middle of our of our defensive zone and he'd cut right towards the net and I'd chase him right in and I'd be putting my arm half around him, not holding him, but doing anything I could to interfere with him and pushing him and pushing his stick around and, and lifting his stick and he'd still get a shot off and then there was a whistle and I wasn't even sure if it went in or not and I'm like man I'm like how did you get that shot off and he goes good to you man good to you way to battle man you're making me work for it like he, he was out of breath so I he made it look easy but I, he was definitely having to work for it so even though he still got a shot on net and I essentially failed on stopping him he you know it was at least making him work for it so but they were good they were good hockey players some of them were really pretty you know I'd call them upper advanced, you know, not, I mean, upper intermediate, you know what I mean? Lower advanced, you know what I mean? So they were pretty good. Yeah. I think the other difference too, is that we just play a different game strategically. Yeah. You know, we, we don't stick handle as much. Uh, we, you know, the, the passes are a little bit shorter. Um, you know, having the one pass rule when they get into the zone, definitely alleviate some of that. Like, you know, with you, Dirk, when you thought we were going into the offensive zone and they were already coming into ours, like that would give you the time to turn around and know that, you know, we need to fall back. Um, or deking the goalie. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Like, that's something yeah, to do. We never, never do. Hey, time out, time out. 
Time out. You, you can't. Oh, shut up. You can't. You can't. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I went backhand and slid it under. you got to give me a little bit of credit. And although the defense didn't, not... didn't put any effort in, he definitely did. And somehow I got it under him. No, but I, I know exactly yeah, what you're we... saying. We we don't <laughs> we're not talking about our performances. We're talking about blind hockey in general. <laughs> like you you are not going to go in on Doug and, and do Andrew and, do a triple D. and try and like triple no, deke him to the left. Him, you're, or you're going to straight from yeah, one side. You're going to skate yeah. towards his left and shoot towards his right. You know what I mean? Because you're going to draw yeah. him to one post and shoot for the up. I mean that's what I do basically. But, uh, but I think that was a big thing to, that I recognized too is that our strategy our strategy in blind hockey is just completely different and from I'd forgot, standard hockey. That was hockey. something I was thinking about too earlier. I'd, I'd forgotten about how different our sports are. I mean, they're very similar, but as far as strategies, you know, like being able to, you know, you need to put pressure on the guy carrying the puck because he can score. You know what I mean? But you've also got to be aware yeah. of the pass because then you're leaving your goalie out to dry on a lateral pass. Um, but the biggest thing was for me was remembering that my goalie could see his own rebounds. <laughs> I was too focused on trying to get the puck away, instead of trying to clear the bodies out of the front of the net like you're supposed to do inside of hockey. You know what I mean? Let the goalie deal with – because I was always taught turn your back on your goalie and let him deal with the rebounds and you cover the guys and don't let them get any, any chance for a rebound. And I, I kept forgetting to do that the first game or two and it took, it, until Christian told me, He's like, hey man, I got the rebounds. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I for most of, usually goalies the rebounds right in front of them. They have no idea. Once it stops, they have no clue where it is. Um, so yeah, and I mean defense on their end too. You got to figure in most, some, not all, but in in a good amount of blind hockey games, those point men aren't going to be holding that zone or making the point to point passes because that that's what killed us a lot. We would all move towards, you know, the right side, and then that would leave their our entire left side open. So they'd go point to point, and have either a wide open shooting lane, or they'd have good passing options because we'd all be scrambling to get back to the other yeah. side. Um, so it's a much more east west game than we're used to as well. Yeah, and then that um, second team was totally camping on our blue line and just not even only <laughs> their defense were only playing on one end of the ice and their two forwards were only, their one forward was only playing on one end of the ice so they were like saving i think they were saving their legs for the, the championship round <laughs> Here, here's your, here's your ted talk if you're up 5-1 don't score a hat trick by by sitting on the blue line for the last against, three goals against blind people especially against i, I don't know no, dude it doesn't even matter like think about that yeah. it, 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 as a coach it's a 5-1 game if you have a kid on on the other team that's sitting on that blue line. He scores the first one. You look at the other coach. The second one, I'm saying something. Because, dude, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. These are kids. And what's wrong with them? We're disabled. Like, come on now. You just don't do that. Dude scored a hat. His only his hat trick. All three goals of his hat trick. The last three goals of the game. In the third period. Sitting at the blue line. Getting stretch passes. <laughs> yeah. But... All in all, it was a great time. Um, you know, we need to thank Dog Nation specifically because they donated $3,000 to the Dented Puck Foundation. Uh, and then also to the St. Louis Blues, they got the same amount. So it was really awesome that Dog Nation is helping grow and support blind hockey in, in multiple ways. And hopefully we did our job and got them more connected with each other. And, and that'll just lead to bigger and better things for the next one. Um but again, you know, I'm I'm looking forward. They have their uh, Johnny O three on three coming up in April, so I'm and we'll be there for that, and that'll be exciting to get to be there with those guys again. And uh, you know, I mean, I again, it's 
it's it's frustrating in the moment, but there's just so much good that comes from being at these events and being in these communities that like, you know, we have to we have to be back for the next one. Oh, I mean, but in all reality, what was our goal differential for the weekend? I mean, we had one goal. Did someone does we have two? Did Mike put one in? No. No. I mean, but like (laughs) but honestly, like nobody feels like we do after getting freaking shellacked all weekend. Because it's about it's about representation and the fact that we can hang and we could hang and it showed. No, and we and definitely earned some the, respect from some from a lot of those guys. Um, and that's the and so. that's the idea the, the respect that they know that blind hockey exists and we can play. Yeah. So again, it was a good time. Uh, Dog Nation, St. Louis, we love you guys. So we'll definitely be doing whatever we can to continue this relationship and and support you guys. Absolutely. Uh, how we can. Uh, yeah, so St. Louis is great, and you know we had a good time. We'll obviously be back there for more, and hopefully just continue to grow this partnership. Uh, but today is a little bit different from what we usually do. Uh, we're going to talk about the NHL. The season's right around the corner. Uh, actually started yesterday. Um, so I think it's it's time to talk some shop. So I'm excited about this. I don't really care if you guys are because we're going to do it anyways. Uh, we also have Corey joining us so we can get a little more uh, in-depth uh, look at the league. So with that being said, let's start off with our teams. Each of us, you know, cheers for a specific team. So Dirk, let's let's talk about the – it's the Habs, right? You, you root for the Habs? I'm going to take your silence as a yes. There we go. Am I, am I unmuted now? There we <laughs> yeah, go. Sorry. My, sorry. They, they, they up, we were they talking updated. about this before we started. I was, I was yelling at you. No, this is I am planned. not a Habs fan. You know damn well. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it's the Habs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like watching the Bruins and the Habs play each other. But No, I'm definitely a hardcore <laughs> Bruins fan. Anybody knows that. So um, I think that the, the Bruins have – I, there's been a bunch of drama in the Bruins as far as like the owners and the managers and people firing their coach Bruce Cassidy recently, and I won't bother Thank getting you. into any of that. Yeah, screw you, I want him back, man. But I miss no. Bruce Cassidy. He's a good coach. He's mine. Yeah, I know. I, I liked him. I thought he was a solid coach, but I guess you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and there's all kinds of people theorizing about this that and the other thing but i don't get into the whole politics of the game i just like the game itself but um as far as the new players they've gotten we've gotten um well we got Krejci signed back i think he signed back for just a one-year deal for now but um my guess is if he does if it goes well he might come back to stay but he's coming all the way back from europe um and uh, Bergeron, how old is Krejci? I, I think he's 30 i want to say like 37 38 ish Maybe. I was gonna guess thirty-eight. I, didn't we? Did you and I look this up? Why do I feel like you and I looked this up? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Maybe, but I don't remember it. Um, did, did, did we have the conversation? The call me maybe yes, conversation. Yeah, the call me Krejci. Yeah, I thought that was a riot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, I just met you and call me Krejci. And this is Krejci, but call me maybe or something. But um, yeah. So they got Krejci to come so back. Um. And Bergeron signed a one-year deal and was very generous and only was willing to take like I think it's two million, which is like probably like really? probably like 
12 million short of what he could have gotten if he wanted to go somewhere else. But um, he's staying. He's been staying for the money. I think he wants to get one more cup for the team and and retire on top. Um, and we picked up uh, Pablo Z- Zaka. Zuka. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Pablo Zaka. Zaka there we oh, go. Oh, Zaka. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Zaka. What a name. Zaka will fit into your third line, or is like your sixth. Your sixth forward pretty well. Yeah. Who's he playing with? Um, I think they've been t- so far. They've don't. I've, I've only. S- Heard of a little bit from the preseason because I can't watch him on the. For some reason, I haven't been able to get it to work on my um, my app. But um, I think they had him with Pasternak one night. They had him with Bergeron another night. That's, so. that's fine. He, he will do. He'll do fine as long as he's not. As long as he's the third player on the line. Yeah. Let's see. They have him with pa- right here. It says they have him with Pasta and Bergeron. Yeah, I think. Oh, that, that, I mean, who, no, no, sorry, no, with Krejci, Krejci and Pasta. Sorry. Ooh, that's even. I mean, Krejci and Pasta together, they, they played together in the World Championships, and they looked really good together. And that's when they think that Krejci started talking to Pasta about coming back was last year when they played in the World uh, Olympics together or whatever. But. I mean, the Bruins are a good team. They got some good goalies, too, with that because they still have uh, Swayman and – gosh, what's that other um, name? Oh, Omar – Linus, Linus Omar. Omar. Linus Omar. Linus Omar. Linus yeah. Omar. Yeah. He's solid too. He's an older, he's a veteran, but he's he's still he's still got it. So Linus. And Swayman's just coming into their, his own. He's still gotta gain his confidence. But I mean he's only twenty two yeah. or three or something. He's twenty nine. So, is that old? Swayman? No, Linus. Linus. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say Swayman's a kid. He just graduated like two years yeah, ago. Or he's, a year he's ago. on my fantasy team. I would know. I hope he does well. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope he does well too, man. I really enjoy their end of game celebration where they like they have a whole move and then they hug each other at the end, no matter who's started and who's the backup. Yeah, yeah I think that's funny. Yeah, they have that little thing. I don't know when that started. Last, Last season, I think. Season, yeah. yeah. Well, Corey, since. Since you're here, let's let's talk about your team. How uh, oh boy. how's it going in the desert? All right. Um, so last season, forty three, thirty eight, and eight, fourth in the Pacific, eighteenth overall. But before I start, I want to make one thing clear. I've only been into hockey since twenty sixteen, meaning my opinion of what I'm about to say may not be the most valid and or realistic. So basically, I fit our fan base's stereotype perfectly, right? <laughs> from what it sounds like yeah um well and based on what our gm and owner have done i you can call them knights fans too right yeah so with that being said this is all i have to say about last season uh, boys we fell off a damn map we just we disappeared with uh, not i anyway in the case we did make the playoffs we would have been swept by the avs um because just like the whole season was just average, um, even our uh, even the Knights or the Henderson Silver Knights were average in the AHL. Uh, all right, that's yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, and anyway, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's I think it's growing pains, yes. right? Are you you guys had a really good first what first three yes, years. Yes, however, however, and the that I think it was the problem. Having a winning season got us high on winning. And then we bottomed out. But uh, you're right. It is growing pains. And honestly, I saw this coming because, like, if anything, I wanted to have a first season like the Kraken. You start 
small and you just kind of build yourself up but we started big and we just stayed stayed up there and then just fell um I, but it's not a but it's not I a bad thing like it's, it's not a bad thing at all i feel like it's kind of the opposite i feel like you guys started out small and were able to win with you know what on every other team was a third or fourth liner yeah, well, no, I'm, then, I'm just saying, like, throughout the six or the five years, I'm just saying throughout, like, over the course of five years. I just think they got greedy. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> that's 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 our owners and GM. Um, so this year, I had I just had a few things I written, wrote down, just, uh, like, major injuries. Both of our damn goalies are gone. <laughs> Rassois is uh missed all of training camp for his off-season injury and leonard is done for the season with an with a season ending injury um but if anything i'd say it leonard needed to go somehow some way it's unfortunate that he had to have surgery i obviously hope it goes well but he needed to go he yeah frankly i think for most of it i think he's just in his own head you know like um yeah i mean i i mean he, he, he i understand like he does have certain mental problems and he is like from what i see he is getting the help for it i hope he continues to get help for it but it's just i don't know it really affects how he plays he needs to be a tandem yeah he's not he, he can't, can't be he can't he can't be goalie up. number one yeah um and so some other things that i want to so some other things, Nolan Patrick and Nick Haig both are on the injury reserve. So which kind of leads me into three players I wanted to focus on. Paul Cotter, uh, Kaden Korzak, both are Silver Knights call-ups, and obviously Phil Kessel, because he's a god. Um Paul Cotter, he had during this preseason, he had two goals, two assists, and started for the five games. Um and even last night, they uh, against LA. I was I watched the game. He looked good. I mean, again, going back to what I said, my opinion probably is terrible, but in my eyes, he looked pretty good. Um, and he looked like he fit right in with the other veterans on the team. Caden Korzak, the other AHL, uh, AHL call up. I thought he was had already made the roster, but he didn't play last night. Um, another player, Ben Hutton, who we picked up last year, I guess. I'm I'm kind of curious to see how they fill the hole of where Nick Hague is because he's our he's our starting he's our first one of our first line defensemen and he's out with an injury. Korzak, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he, I, I, well frankly I thought he was going to play last night but he didn't. So if uh, if he's on the AHL team, I'm hoping later in the season he gets called up because obviously you can't really see much from clips, but from what I've read, like he could be a solid like fourth line, third line, I don't know. However, the defensive line, uh, defensive line works. Um, third, third, third pair. pair yeah. Um, and then there's Phil Kessel, and uh, in part of my roster predictions, I I thought he was. I think he's going to be on a line with uh, Nick Waugh and uh, Cotter, both young guys. So I think that'd be interesting to see a veteran kind, of, maybe you know show them the ropes because phil kessel i mean he's a stanley cup champion i mean who better to have on a line as a young kid right but yeah. in in this, this is how i had a note for this earlier realistically he's going to be a locker room god and all the rookies are going to be downing dogs and beer in no time that's great great for rookies oh yeah <laughs> perfect um 
I I just wonder if his personality is going to get in the way down there. I hope not. <laughs> it would be fitting if it did, but I hope not. But you know, he's come on, like he's our age. He's been through enough that like. Oh yeah. There's not your age. Mine is my turn. No, no, no. I, oh, I, oh, Jesus Christ. I <laughs> no, know. but like we've been through enough that like. There's only so much stupid crap you can do in Vegas before you're like, yeah, I know what I can get myself into. Yep. I'm not even saying that. I mean his personality in the locker room. Like, he, he's he been notoriously tough to work with as far as coaching staffs go. I don't know. Maybe recent, can... is it, do you feel like this is recent still? Yeah, Arizona. and Because they he was excited to go to Arizona because the coach that was there was – they call I think they called him the Kessel Whisperer when he was in Pittsburgh. Then that coach got canned and it all started to go downhill for Remember, him. it is Arizona. I just think he's a very well, but it was also in Pittsburgh oh, and it was Montreal. also in Montreal or not Montreal, Toronto. So Again, Toronto. he's just I mean, he's a he's a fantastic hockey player. Yeah. And he knows it. And I think he's just got a big ego. Not knowing absolutely nothing about the guy personally, only stuff that I've read online. Right. I will put that as a caveat. I mean, he did look like, again, last night, he did look good. He didn't score or he didn't really, I mean, he didn't score, but he, again, he also looked pretty good playing the game. Like, I mean, he, I think he was on the ice for two or three of the goals, I think. And how old is Philip at this point? Um, 34. I was going to say, he's got to be cl- at least, yeah, I can see if he's not mid 30s, he's got to be close. He's definitely one of the older guys on the team. Yes. Um, <clears throat> 35. 35. Almost. He's definitely fun to watch. He's a heck of a <laughs> hockey player, that's for sure. Oh, I agree. And that's not me. I just wanted to be sure. Like, I'm not I'm not dissing Phil Kessel. I love that guy. I think he's a great, like, I like watching him play. No, but I it just, sounds like he is difficult to work with because he, he bounces around so much. Yeah. Yeah, Drew, yeah. Drew you got to get off Kessel's jock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, so going to delivered (laughs) amazing. Um, going back to what about our goalie problem? Well, it's not really a problem. We have Logan Thompson who was called up to from the Silver Knights last year, and he, yeah, three goals, even though he got three goals scored on him. Uh, again, I know nothing about how goalies work, but. He looked good. <laughs> Again, that's my. He looked good is most, if not all, of my opinion of what I'm looking at. All right. <laughs> so we have Logan Thompson as. I don't know if they're going to do a tandem, but the other goalie we have, we signed from San Jose. His name is Aiden Hill. Um, last year, he had 22 of 25 starts, uh, 90% save percentage, which isn't good, but it's not like Vasilevsky standout, you know? I remember watching him. He was, he was pretty good. Um, so I guess like the last, like the last few things I have to say, like, I understand it. It is the first game and they are playing against a, also the LA Kings and all, like a younger roster, but I was happy with the ending. Oh God. LA tried to force overtime and oh my God, they failed gloriously on their home ice. It was beautiful. Yeah. That was terrible. No, it was amazing. It was perfect. It, no, it, I, their their attempt to force overtime was oh, terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't give up a goal with twenty six le- seconds left in a game. No, when you're when you're tied, you don't. That do was that. yesterday oh, so, the first day. Yesterday was the first day of the of the uh, NHL 
real game, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah the Rangers won three one against the Lightning, and the Knights beat the Kings three to four. Just so, just so, just so we have the asterisk on that. that there have been NHL games before this. The ones in Prague. Yes, last but week. The, oh. Opening technically, night. those were technically regular season. Games. Oh, okay. Yes, I wasn't aware of that. Opening okay. night in the states was last night. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I think the Bruins so, start tonight. So. Sorry, quick question. Um, who are the Rattlers in our fantasy league? Luke. Right, Luke. If you're listening, buddy, thank you for not starting him. For not starting LT. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, like I said before, I thought Korzak made the team, but again, he wasn't on the roster last night. Um, ben Hutton, who took Haig's spot. Last night, he wasn't really entirely standout, but I'm interested, I'm interested to see who will end up with that final, you know, that final spot, seeing how, obviously, how Haig's uh, recovery goes. Um, Eichel, Marshy, Carlson, and Stone. Uh, Stone scored the game winner. They all, they all had goals, while... Uh, Cotter, Roy, and Howden, all th- all three young guys, and even Kessel all look good. So I'd say it was a great way to hit the ground running, and and we play Chicago next, Drew. We're coming for you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He, doesn't he just care. doesn't give a crap. <laughs> I, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll go into mine then since you brought that up. Yeah, like, there you go. I love, I love the Blackhawks. Taves is my favorite player in the NHL right now. Um, but they just decimated this team. The The young talent that we had that everyone was excited about is gone. And as much as I'm happy that Taves and Kane are still there, I would have much rather lost them and kept the young guys if we're rebuilding than uh, keep them and lose guys like Hagel and Strom um, and to bring it. Uh, Where did Hagel end up so, going? Is he on the Rangers now? Lightning. Oh, no, lightning, he's on the Lightning. Right. That's right. Yeah. And he played really well for the Lightning in the, the cup, the playoffs. Like yeah, he, he did. All over oh, the place. Sure. Mm-hmm. But oh, it's, nice, it, we're, we're getting a lot of different things being said about the Blackhawks. It's a rebuild, but then we're getting rid of our young pieces and holding on to these older guys. And then we signed Seth Jones to eight years at however Creighton, like 9.8 or something like that. So, I, it's new management. It's uh, new coaching staff. I'm going to watch every game, but I just don't. I think that this is like when the Oilers tanked for McDavid. I think they're tanking for Bedard. Um, I hope I'm wrong. It would be great to see him back in the playoffs, but I just don't. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they, I don't think they added enough talent to make up for the holes that they have like max domi i think he's a great player but i don't think he's equivalent to to or hagel even yep um or peter Morazic being the goalie like he was good in detroit eight years ago he's he's not played very well since then um so but who knows uh, I <clears throat> I think if anyone leaves, it's going to be Taves. I think Kane will stay around to uh, crush the rest of the Blackhawks' records and you know cement himself in history there. But uh, it's going to be I think it's going to be a brutal. If the preseason is anything to go by, it is going to be a brutal season because we hung with St. Louis for one period and then all of a sudden they were up four to one, five to one. 
I can't remember for sure. And then what? They lost six to nothing on uh, Sunday. No, Saturday night. Saturday night they lost like six to nothing. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's the ups and downs. I was really lucky that I am a fan and I was here for 2010, 2013, 2015. Um, but all good things must come to an end. And luckily for me as well, I grew up with the Blackhawks in the 90s. So I'm used to them being just dog water. <laughs> yeah, but you got to, I mean, the problem is you got to bite the bullet at some point. Like, like I said, I watched the Devils in like that 20... Was it 2018, 2019 season just before COVID? 2019, 2020. And it was like, it was the bottom. The, the, it was the bottom. It was bad. And, but like, it, it, they finally decided that was them really selling out. And that was when Jack just was mini Jack and you knew he was, he needed to build muscle. The, so yeah. The, it is a completely different thing, though. The Devils got rid of all their old pieces and held on to their young guys. The Blackhawks stripped their team of all their young talent that was coming up and held on to their veterans. Sounds oh, like, yeah. But, I exactly say, but it needs to, like, they need to pull the trigger on it at some point. Yeah. They just need to not be stupid and pull the trigger on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, since we're already talking about the Devils, why don't you, why don't you, finish up the tail end of our our teams and I actually i actually had a good one that Corey kind of dropped um like the older guys mentoring the younger guys um really i mean if uh if andre palat can 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 mentor because palat is playing should be playing with hughes and alexander holtz who is number eight pick two years ago i think who Buddy can put the puck in that, but and they say he he learned a two way game, and that is uh, that is the Devils' sixth forward. He's playing he's playing alongside Hughes and Plot, and that second line is gonna have is gonna have Heeshear, Brat, and maybe Tatar or Mercer on it. They are the Devils are deep now. The Devils are deep. <laughs> Look at that, and I mean they finally have a second goalie that because they picked up. Uh, Banishek, right? Um, yeah. And, and someone that can actually play when Blackwood goes down, when Blackwood goes down. Um, I think I, there's a there's a great future, and the Devils have a lot of players coming up. The Devils have that, that Utica team that can't stop winning, which is great. Doesn't really help the Devils now. But uh, the Devils have a bright future. It, it looks like um, the pieces are coming together. And there are two or three pieces on the way up because uh, Luke Hughes is still in uh, is still in Michigan, and uh, Nemec made the team, the number two overall pick. He looks decent. He's got some offense to him. Um, and then Lindy Ruff turned around, and was like, "We don't want you to be doing what you're doing." <laughs> he made a break down the right, and then gunned the pass right in front to a one timer, and Lindy Ruff is like, "I don't know if we uh, we really like those plays that are a defenseman." Lindy Ruff, the killer of all fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'd be happy with with we'd be a scary eight seed. Um, I think I think our ceiling is probably like that that seven six spot. Uh, but this is kind of like that first year. Take get that taste of the playoffs, and it should be the devil should be around for a long time to come. So, uh, I think that's kind of a good segue into like. 
our uh, our dark horses and like our uh, our new up and coming teams, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that's a good segue into who our cup contenders are. Really? Okay, we could go that way. Wait, so are, are you like are you like kind of inferring <clears throat> something there that Devils are a cup contender? Oh. No, not at all. You were talking <laughs> about the playoffs, though. <laughs> yeah, I, but I was like, I, because I I would have thought if if the Devils, if I didn't have the, if Devils weren't my team, I would have put them as a you know like the up and coming team, not a cup contender, but sure. Well, I'm also more going off of what we talked about before the episode, where we said we were going our team, cup contender, dark horse. I, you think I was listening? I was hoping, let's, but you know, probably let's have this. Probably conver- was. Let's yeah. have this conversation a year later. I I bet New Jersey will be a dark horse next year. It all depends when it comes together. It's either yeah. gonna it's gonna come together sooner or later. If it comes I mean, together this year, it wouldn't be. The majority so, yeah. of the players I'm I'm looking at just like the capfriendly.com thing on the Devils. Like the majority of your team has one year left on their contracts. What majority, though? Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at, like, the starting line. Or not the starting line, but, like, forwards, defense, like, what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I don't know. I'm just looking at, like, 13 people have one more, have this last year before they either get re-signed or traded. Well, a lot of, pe- a lot of people are on a one-year deal, too. Yeah. Again, Like, Brat was given a one-year... Brad was giving a one-year deal. He's gone. He's going to put up 30 goals, and he's gone. Oh, I hope so. Again, that's another guy that's on my fantasy team. Going back to what yeah, I said, Brad... I am still clueless about hockey. I'm trying to learn. No, no, no. But but that's the other way to look at it is that salary cap. But the idea is that Devils have young talent and leaders under contract. Yeah. What's he? How long? When's when's he year's contract up? Uh, that might be one. Uh, 2026, but he's injured okay, yeah. at the moment. No, he's no, he's back. He, oh, he is? he's playing on Thursday. Oh, yeah, okay. he practiced yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that's see, that's the thing. If if you look at it, you have the young talent. Uh, Hamilton signed, Hughes is signed, Heischer's signed, Andre, and Pallad. then you have and then you have the younger talent. So it's pretty much like that's that solid core they have. They just have to figure out where they're going to go after that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right, we are going to cup contenders, are we not? Yes, sir. All right. So those were our teams, and now let's move on to cup contenders. So, Josh, who is who do you think is going to be getting back to the cup or getting to the cup? I guess. So I took I took the Florida Panthers. Um, going with kind of like what Dirk said. Um, hoping that the Panthers know what they're doing because they made. Some wild changes, and probably one of the biggest trades. What did they say? One of the biggest trades. I I was watching one of the Flames uh, uh, analysts go, "It's the biggest trade in NHL history." Um, but they really changed his identity. If you look at it, they they took they took Huberto, which was a a a a, a high flying player, and 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 Giroux, and they're both gone. And then they brought in Brady Kachuk, and. And they and they brought in a and I don't see them keeping up that president's trophy pace because that was just way too much. It was overtime wins. It was and it was getting to overtime and it was just those extra points all over the place. Um, but I think um, with that group, um, 
they have like they have a chance to just take it through. Um, where am I looking? Because even if you look, even if you look at that that second line, where am I even looking? That when you have Kachuk playing on that second line, because the first line is is Barkov's line, um, it, it's really what's gonna it's gonna make it a one two punch that it's gonna be really tough to play and a different way. Adding uh, especially adding Colin White in the back, you know, because one of the few guys I actually know here is related to the Devils. Um. But I think that absolutely helped. Uh, look at going back to the goalies. I mean, I I've had I had Bobrovsky in fantasy last year, and he was. I mean, the numbers were there. The numbers were there every game. Um, I think that if they can keep it together, and if that decision was right, if the decision for changing that changing the team's kind of mode and mentality from kind of like a Hoover note to kind of a Chuck, a Chuck. If that's the right way to get through the Eastern conference, then, then they, then they make the Stanley cup. If it was the wrong, then you're going to see <laughs> they're going to, they're going to flop it down and it'll be, they'll be out again really early and probably not to Tampa Bay this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's shown that Kachuk's style of play isn't what's going to power you through the Eastern Conference. He hasn't, what, Calgary got to the second round? Well, I guess that was the Western Conference, but that's a tougher conference, too. So maybe. not the No, but I mean, but what they're saying is, I, I mean, that's the idea. Is that, that obviously is it, right? They didn't have to make the trade, and that's the, that's the way they did with it. They let, I mean, and if, I mean, if that's, the, that's all I'm saying, is, is they had that team there. And that's the way they went with it. If it if it's a plus, then that's it should show. And if it's a minus, it's, it's going to show. I mean, Kachuk was an RFA, so if they didn't trade him, they would have to sign him, or he wasn't going to play. And I feel like once Goudreau went to Columbus, he didn't see much reason to stick around in Calgary anymore. Oh yeah, but but th- we're talking about Florida. You know, like Florida didn't have to trade Huberto. True. But like, if they really wanted Kachuk, apparently they needed yeah. to trade him and Uyghur. So I mean, but that's what I'm saying is that that they wanted him. So if that was if that's the way that it should, that it was it was written up, if that's the way it's going to work, then we'll see. Yeah, because they I mean they plowed through the Eastern Conference last year, <clears throat> and and you know I, it's funny that I said quote unquote we'll see, considering um, I will tomorrow. Uh, and in December, because ironically, uh, both the, the Islanders tomorrow for opening day, which big ups the Islanders, yikes, and the Devils in December um, are having blind hockey showcased uh, at Florida Panthers games. I don't know why it just happens oh, nice. to both be the Panthers, but but I mean at least we get at least we get some good hockey, right? Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on tomorrow. I think. That was the other kind of reason to do the Panthers. I was like, I, I get to watch uh, them twice this year at least. So, I mean, they were they were fun to watch last year, um, and and I think it's going to be kind of like it'll add a little bit of grit to that team too, which they definitely need. So, yeah. Well, moving on to the other Florida team, Dirk. I believe you have Tampa, right, for your cup contender. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't lie. I haven't had a chance to pay attention to what 
anybody. I, I've heard some stuff from the Bruins just because I have an app that tells me what the Bruins are doing. But um, I, I just know that Tampa for the last, I, I, I don't know, I don't quote me on it, you analysts out there, but, I mean, for the least – Five years or more, the, the the Lightning have always been a good team. They make it to the playoffs more often than not, and when they do, they tend to be a tough team to play against. Um, and so, I do think that they, you know, they're going to be a contender. And I'm not sure if they, how much of their team is still left over from last year's Stanley Cup uh, victory, but um, they've they've had a good, you know, organization from the top down, from their, you know, coaching and their ownership all the way down. It seems like because they've been a solid team for. They still have their Stanley Cup. They still have have their Stanley Cup winning first line Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov. Nice. Yeah. So, so I still think you know I think they they got good leadership and uh, you know I think that uh, I do believe that you know I mean I always want to think the Bruins can win, but I think the Bruins with Bergeron sticking around one last season and Krejci coming back. If uh, we stay out of the injuries, too many injuries around playoffs, I think we, we might have a contender there too. So, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Tampa's good. They've got arguably the best goalie in the world, and uh, their defensive core is really good, although they did lose McDonough. Um, but no, I, I, I think that it could possibly be a repeat of this, this past Stanley Cup final next year. Um, they're a good team. Uh, which actually brings us over to Corey. Corey, I believe you have the Avs as your cup contender. Yep, my new hometown. <laughs> um, <laughs> woohoo! So there isn't really much. I don't think. I don't think I need to say about the Avs. Um, they're. I think. I think they're gonna go back. I think they're gonna go back to back. I. I mean. I don't see. I don't see how they couldn't. Um, so I guess the key players that I wanted to see that like they're gonna have like they're still their core they're gonna have for a while. McKinnon uh, and Landeskog through twenty twenty eight. Nichushkin, Makar, and Gerard all five years and Rantanen for four years. Um, but again, Josh, this is where going back to what I was saying about the Devils cap and how you know salaries and all that. Uh, Key players that I think that like that have one year left: Comfer, Rodriguez, Cogliano, Helm, Newhook, and Byram. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed all of those all those guys again. And if they did, and if their goalies stay healthy, um, like I said before, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they won back to back cups. Here, here's here's the the only thing and the big thing I think the Avs are missing is Kadri. Yes, that, I think Kadri yeah. was very instrumental in a lot of tough situations. Oh, 100 percent. He's um, on Calgary now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is, I, I would say that is a big loss. But even though they lost Kadri again, going back to the guys I mentioned, McKinnon, Melendiskog, Makar, like those, like they still have a majority of their core, like their Stanley Cup championship core. Oh, oh, without a doubt. I would. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, okay. I think that goaltending is going to be a little bit different too. Yeah, losing uh, Kemper. I think that it. I think that's going to be the one. Like in the case that Colorado, kind of like I think that's going to be their problem going at, like throughout like the first half of the season is their goalies. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's also hard to be a goalie in the NHL. I feel like well, you know. Yeah. Think about any any goal. Most teams, that's the question mark. Even for the 
the top tier goaltenders like to have like, like, like to find like exact like it's i mean uh how long have like you know like you said hellebuck tuka rast for a while like all these goalies that have made a name for themselves just you know being in that goalie goalie one position but i mean even the knights like you know teams like the abs and the knights are both you know a bunch of teams are still trying to find that one goalie or if they're going to run a tandem you know yeah yeah so um <laughs> drew i apologize but I, I guess i could lead into what you're gonna say i believe you have the leafs right uh I would have. I said I only said two teams, Rangers and the Panthers, because uh, the Leafs need to make it to the finals first. I mean, so do the Panthers. Panthers haven't been out of the well. What they got out of the first round last season, but they haven't. That was the first time they'd won a playoff series since ninety four, nineteen sixty eight. Wow, talk but, about deflection. <laughs> no, I, but I'm saying... <laughs> the beginning like, of the season, I'm trying to heat things up, boys. It's, it's going to be fun. No, I, here's, here's the thing. I know who the Leafs are. I understand I the do. team that I watch. Like They have the most high-powered offense in the NHL, hands down, I even, even over Edmonton, just because they have it. They are deep. They have offensive power from top to bottom and on their defensive core. Yeah. We just don't have a very good defensive defensive core. We and our goalie, like now we have Matt Murray and uh, gosh, I Samsonov or is it Sorokin? Um, but it's again the goaltending is the biggest question mark for the Leafs. I think that they should have kept Campbell. Um, wait, and then wait, signed. Where's he now? Edmonton. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your, oh, Matt Murray. Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov or Ilya Sorokin. I can't Here, remember. Here, hold on. I, I'm, I'm, Samson, I'm on the Sa- It's Ilya, Ilya Samsonov. You got yeah. it. Who came from uh, Washington. Yeah. Where he had a good, he had some good seasons. They, he just couldn't, yeah. didn't gel. But I think that the Maple Leafs issue is, is 100% mental. Yep. Those guys mm-hmm. are super talented. They have the ability to go out and score whenever they want. And I think they just get in their head and they look for the perfect shot instead of just any shot. And uh, I think that's and that and like let's be honest, I I bet being a Maple Leaf in Toronto has got to be the most like overwhelming PR nightmare, you no, know? Because no, there's like everyone's talking about you. Any little thing you do wrong is blown up a thousand think about times. The fans, what about the poor young players that have to deal with this? <laughs> Well, that, no, that's what I'm saying. That's the, So then they get into this situation where they're up three games to one or three games to two, and it's like, well, you haven't won since 1968. Like, How does it feel to be again? on the precipice of doing it now? Yeah. It's like, well, how do you think? I wasn't thinking about it until you brought it up. So, I, I you know, I am I know that they'll have a good regular season. Uh, I hope that they can work out the kinks of the goaltender and make sure that we have the best person in net and if it's man i hope it's matt murray like that guy was great for pittsburgh in the first few seasons he was there but i don't know that he can get back to that caliber of play what is he 28 Um, now i don't know but you know it's it's one of those that the only people that are going to get in toronto's way are toronto yep and if they can figure out whatever's going on with them then i think that uh you know they'll at least at least do better. 
And I think for the coaching staff and the general manager, a lot is riding on them making it out of the first round at least. It much, And I would assume they're probably at the point now where like, if you don't make it at least out of two rounds, then some changes are going to be made. But Some, more like nuke the whole team. No, they would never do that. They'd nuke the, the GM. Yeah. They'd nuke the office they would, staff they would before off, they, they would, would cut do the head anything. Off the snake first. And honestly, I think they should trade Nylander. Yeah. That guy did not, like in the playoffs, that guy did not play. Well, he did not look engaged or try. Well, and Remember in St. We were all in St. Louis and we were watching him. Dude, Nylander just didn't care. It just looked like he just yeah. quit. So... I think that there are some moves that they could make that would better their team and better other teams too. Like Nylander is a good player, but he's just not. Yeah. The Leafs are apparently not his forever home. Um, but we'll see. Again, I, I think they're contenders, but they just got to get out of their own way. So, uh, all right. Well, I guess the Leafs would be considered a dark horse for the Stanley Cup champion. So we'll go in for our dark horse of the season. Uh, Corey, you up first this time? Yeah. Josh, you went first with uh, Florida. Yeah. So who's your dark horse, Corey? So I had the Buffalo Sabres, one of the youngest teams in the NHL with the average age of 25. It's like a really young team. And obviously, I don't think – I mean, if they they do well and make the playoffs, good on them. But – I think Buffalo, a year or two down the road, will be equally as successful as their NFL counterparts. Um, and, I mean, looking at looking at the Atlantic Division, seeing as Boston isn't the powerhouse it used to be, and honestly, I think this year and next year is where Tampa is going to start to lose that uh, Stanley Cup swagger. Um, and honestly, with that, like I think Buffalo has a shot to make a name for themselves. I mean, you have the... In the Atlantic Division, you have the Red Wings, Habs, and Senators. They all have young. They all have young, younger or young teams. Um, even okay. So earlier this morning, they signed defenseman Mateus Samuelson. I hope I got his name right. Uh, to a seven-year, four point two, uh, four point two nine uh, million dollar contract. So I think that is one of the. I think well for seven years, obviously. I think they're trying to establish a lot of that. They're trying to establish some kind of core. Um, and, you know, going with that signing players, that, they fleeced Vegas. <laughs> they took Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck, who both were doing great for Vegas. But no, no, we had to trade for Eichel and we had to try to make the playoffs. We're a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl contender, Stanley Cup. Both Tuck and Krebs are solid players who can add a lot of offensive uh, help on the third and fourth lines. Um, oh, and and Owen Power, he's also on my fantasy team. I think he'll do great. And just a note, the uh, youngest team in the NHL is actually the New Jersey Devils. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. I said one of the youngest teams, not the youngest. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I said nice. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah. I would have guessed they were. I wouldn't. I would have said the same thing, Corey. I wouldn't have guessed the, but I. I. I know. I knew it very close. Yeah. Yeah, the Blackhawks, uh, Buffaloes, Buffalo, New Jersey, and I just blinked on the last one. But there are four teams that are twenty; their average age is twenty six or below. What about? Uh, did you add the Habs in there or no? 
Uh, no, they are Montreal is. I yeah, apologize for my loud keyboard. I got it right here. Twenty-seven point three eight oh. is the average age in Montreal. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I think Buffalo is going to be good. I think Buffalo is going to be good. You know, they named a new captain in Kyle Okpozo, who's been there forever. So, you know, hopefully his veteran presence can help raise up some of these young guys and get them going. Yeah. Um, Like the power. I think they're going to be in the middle of the Atlantic this year. Right in the middle. Dirk, let's move on. Uh, Who is your dark horse for the season? My dark horse for the season was the Islanders. Um, They were one of the better teams in the East a couple seasons ago. And then they met up with Tampa in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, that was the end of their season. But um, I think their season may have gone a little differently if they'd played at anyone else but Tampa. But Tampa is just solid. They have been for a while. But, um, and then last year they did, I don't know what they, they did. I don't remember what they where they fell last year as far as things. But I know that last year they did not look at all like they did the year before. But um, I think that they're one of those teams that they could, bounce right back to where they were if they make the few right trades and um, you know make the few right moves they could be right back on, to, on top of the uh, the East Division there uh, the Atlantic Division anyway so. yeah and I mean like Josh said you know they've got Paul Mary uh, don't they also have your old captain the defenseman no actually oddly <laughs> time today uh, Andy Green retired today oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, okay. the, the, there was a, the Devils posted a message, or maybe yesterday, because the Devils posted a message today. Oh yeah, I just yeah, oh, he, I just yeah, saw I, that. I, yeah, yeah, it's I, I thought he, I mean he, I mean he got he's close to my age, dude. Like yeah. he was around for a long time, and he wasn't getting much PT at the end of his career anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they got uh, didn't they get who did they lose and then got back? Who did they lose to um the Kraken and got back? Didn't they? Was it Pelic? I have no idea. I was going you know, they've got like uh Barzell and um That was a lot of money. But worth it. That's your I mean, that's your franchise player right there. And Matt Barzell. Um I honestly don't know much about the Islanders. I, I don't I, want I mean their franchise shouldn't their franchise player be a goalie? Where I'm trying to find the roster. There's the roster. Why would, why would you say goalie? Well, you have a thirty-four-year-old uh, Var Varlamov and Varlamov, Varlamov yeah, and Varlamov and Elias yeah. Sorokin. Sorokin, yeah. No, I think Barzell's your your franchise piece. Yeah. Like, and I'm and I mean that more of like the face of your your team. It's like Mike yeah. Madonna, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. They signed Parise too. The second line right. is, is oh, the Devils' God. line. Well. And Barzal, Parise, Barzal, and Paul Mary. Yeah, Paul Mary is a heck of a player. He's frustrating to play against, or to watch him watch him play against your team. <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny is Lula Murrow built the freaking Devils. He built the '90s Devils. They are they are a defensive minded team that's going to beat you two or that's not that you're not going to score more than three goals against. But they have to figure out how to put three goals on the board. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the Islanders could bounce back and be good. It's just they did lose some pieces, like Devin Taves went to the Avs. Um, losing Chara, even even at his age, just I feel like it's like losing Joe Thornton. He's just a locker room presence that that helps guide the rest of the team, and 
Uh, I'm sure that's going to leave a little bit of a leadership void. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how the Islanders do. Uh, so, Josh, who is your who is your pick for the dark horse this season? Uh, I took Ottawa um, because, ironically, the other pieces from flood the idea the idea from Florida went to Ottawa because they got the guy I was messing with you. The Devils were going to get because you kind of knew he did, all the rumors were that he was going to go. And that's where your little your boy went, and it was really funny because as I was watching the Ottawa preview, the guy kept calling him Debrincat, and I was like, "That sounds so weird. Are you from Ottawa?" <laughs> um, but putting him on a it, it isn't it supposed to be him? Uh, uh, what, uh, I what I keep wanting to call him Gagne because it's too old. Uh, him, Giroux, and Stutzel together. Uh, that's what I've seen. I I feel like they would do better to have like Stutzel and Debrinket and Kachuk and Giroux or you know split that is and and give one of them. Well, I mean, see, <laughs> I I figure you put Kachuk with Stutzel because you know someone can you know everybody doesn't like calls Stutzel a diver, and if you're gonna give if you're gonna give Stutzel something, it's always good to have a Kachuk on your back. Yeah, but um, but Brady's the one that was like his dad, right? And the other one's the one that was like Jr. His uh, brother's the crazy one, right? Yeah, Matt. No, I mean Matthew's more of the the pest. Yeah, and Brady has, I think, better different hands. I, I would say, I would say he's yeah. more like Keith. Yeah, kind of like how he's going with Jr. Um, but they they got Sh- uh, Shabbat, uh, the defenseman Thomas Shabbat, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, they're really high on uh, Jake Sanderson, the kid from um, oh, where did he go? Uh, Dakota, I think it was North Dakota. Um, hmm. but uh, and then then at the end of it, they actually have a goalie. When Cam Talbot comes back, because he's supposed to be out for two months, right? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah uh, he's out for a while. Yeah, he's out for a while. And that's kind of what the idea is. They're saying if uh, if they can hold water with uh, Anton Forsberg until Tobit comes back, it's kind of like the Devils. They can sneak into that seventh or eighth spot, and they can cause they can cause some anxiety for a one or two seed. And that's kind of the idea of, of, of what that spot is, is, is. This is the year that those changes happen. So I think that definitely helps. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Ottawa is going to be good. I liked watching them last season. They're a lot of fun. They're a young, fast team, and uh, they play a very fluid kind of hockey that I that I appreciate. Um, Matt Murray was definitely not their answer in goal, <laughs> but you know, I think they're I think they're going to be good this year. I I feel like Detroit or Columbus are probably higher than Ottawa though in in standings. Oh yeah on the I mean but that's also but they're also a kind of a step farther in their rebuild, aren't they? Yeah, no I'm but yeah, but I mean I, I don't necessarily know that Ottawa makes makes a wild card this year. I think if anyone in the East does it's probably Detroit or Columbus. Um and I actually I don't know if Columbus is would be considered further along because 
remember they bought all those players and lost them all. So I don't know if they've actually been able to pick up new pieces. Besides, I mean, they picked up one new piece. And are, are those are are him and Lana playing uh, playing together? They are right, at least in the power play, they'd have to. I would assume so. And then put him with um, no Wierenski's a defenseman, I believe. But I mean, I yeah. I think Columbus has the ability. They have good goaltending, um, and so I think that they're they're a little bit further along as far as like the t- available talent that they have now um but who knows again it's the nhl i feel like you know we make predictions about a lot of different stuff in the nhl and it just doesn't doesn't actually mean anything so that's why you play the game (laughs) um but so like for my dark horse is the stars uh in dallas and i feel like people you know they're middle of the pack team um, but having Jason Robertson signed and locked up for three years and Jake Ottinger, our goalie, um, you know, Miro Haskinen on defense and even Joe Pavelski has had like a renaissance when he, since he's gone to Dallas. Um, I just think they're a dangerous team. The West is just such a strong conference that that's my only reason. And they're in the central. So I feel like they, you know, they're playing against Colorado, uh, Nashville, Minnesota, uh, Chicago. But like, I, I just feel like those teams, <laughs> besides Chicago, are just better. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I mean, I love the Stars. They were my my first team. You know, I, I like watching them any chance I get. They're fun to watch. It's it's definitely if you go to a game down there, it's a different different feel from any other NHL arena I've ever been to. But um, we'll see. I think it also a lot depends on if Tyler Sagan can find his game again. Like he hasn't really done much since he left Boston. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But we'll take him back. Can we just can we just reiterate? <laughs> somehow you were able to to. Put all three of your favorite teams into this episode. Uh, yeah, I'm missing one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you couldn't get Anaheim in there. I mean, I still can. I do think I do think Anaheim is going to be good this year, but I didn't think that. I think everyone thinks they're going to be good, so I couldn't consider them a dark horse. And I don't necessarily think that they've got it enough uh, veteran guile to make it to the final. So we'll see, but Trevor Zegers, man, that guy, that guy's a monster. And then adding Ryan Strom and uh, John Klingberg, it could be, could be dangerous. Um, but no, I'm just excited. Hockey's back. At the end of the day, like I don't, <laughs> I don't get to raise the Stanley Cup or get a ring or get paid to do this stuff. So it's just fun to have something that you know we all enjoy watching and especially with our fantasy league. I think it gets us a little more involved in the the everyday NHL as opposed to if we were just watching our teams on their own. Um, but I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see how this season goes and see all the the interesting stuff that comes out. Like we're supposed to get a reverse retro 
uh, 2.0 for all NHL teams. Oh, so, I'm so ex- I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, me too. I okay, I am and I'm not. I've seen the leak of the Blackhawks reverse retro, and it is boring. Who's getting a sweater sweater? Huh? Who's getting a sweater sweater? A sweater sweater? No one. No one's getting an actual sweater. No sweater sweater, like a jersey jersey or a head hat. Me. Oh. <laughs> Me, Probably no. Jersey. That'll be the reverse retro. Well, They'll be like, great. Hey, last year we came uh, out with this, but now it's good. <laughs> you know their marketing department won an award for the hat. Yeah, well, but they had but it, it was it was a it was an awesome freaking recovery. Yeah, that was, but they was stole the only, from a fan. <laughs> what? A fan made that hat before Ooh. the Devils picked it up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but you know, it's like any NHL season. There's you know, we've got stuff to look forward to winter classic stadium series. Um, they just had the Europe, the overseas game. So it's, it's cool. I hope they do more to try and grow the fan base. I've seen some stories about some teams that are doing paid or subscriptions to see behind the scenes stuff. And I just feel like that's off base. You know, we are already paying so much money for tickets, for food at the games, for, jerseys for hats like all that stuff you can you know have it be a free service of some kind but it's a business yeah it's a business i tell myself that um but yeah we'll we'll see how the nhl season goes i'm sure you know when we get towards the end of it we'll uh talk again about playoff predictions and all that fun stuff uh so last question for all of you heart trophy for uh, most valuable player, Rocket Richard for most goals scored, and Norris Trophy for best defenseman. That was who, who do you guys, Corey? We'll start with you. Who do you? Yeah. Uh, who would you pick for those? Shoot, what's the first one called? <laughs> the Hart Trophy for the MVP. Hart Trophy MVP. Uh, regular season or postseason? It's right. Re- it's all regular season. All regular season. Uh. Dreisaitl or McDavid? Okay. Uh, Mc, yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, That's fine. So, That's yeah, I think, I mean, Edmonton, hopefully if they can sort out. Is Mike Smith still on their team? I don't know. Okay. So if they if they, Campbell's their goalie now. Right. So if, if they can. Oh, okay. So if they can kind of, as I think this year, if they can just, well, I hope they just don't. They just need to stop having those playoff. You know, just I think they're also going to get get into their own head when they go to the playoffs as well because they have McDavid and Drysaitel. Um, but I think Edmonton. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be McDavid for the Hart Trophy. Okay, and the Rocket for most goals scored. Um. I think it's going to be either – it's not going to be Ovechkin. Um, McDavid, Dreisaitl, or Matthews, one of those three. I'm going to lean right. I'm gonna lean towards either McDavid or Matthews. All right. And then uh, Norris for best defenseman. Hmm. I can cut out me thinking here. Um, shite. Who is the – uh, Kale McCarr. Okay. 
I th- well, because sure. like like I said before, uh, I think they're going to go back to back this year. So, and I think you know, well, well, I mean, if I want to go back, I think I know McDavid will be the regular season, but uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, and a bunch of guys from Colorado are all going to be in contention for that. But I think best defenseman will be Kale McCarr. Okay, Dirk, what about you? Hart Trophy for the MVP. And you are muted. boy Dirt. There we go. Okay. Sorry, sir. The answer is... Ding. All right. Ding. So, Hart Trophy. I think for this season, if the Bruins did well enough, I would say it would be Patrice Bergeron because I think he's the reason that we will even have any chance of having a good season and a good postseason. I think it's the reason why Krejci stayed on. I came back and... Um, I think he's going to be the glue that keeps us together for another year. So, so I think I, I, I agree. Uh, what about the Hart Trophy for most goals scored? Or not Hart Trophy, Rocket Richard. Mm. Most goals scored. This is in the entire NHL, right? Yep. Yeah. During the regular um, season, yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know, maybe Pasta or um, McDavid, uh, I guess. All right. And then best defenseman. Hmm. Best are my favorite. I'd have to say McAvoy right now. Um, best defenseman. Anyone know, outside McAvoy, the city definitely. of Boston? Outside the city of – I can't think outside the city of Boston. There is nothing outside the city of Boston. <laughs> Uh, I mean, McAvoy is not a bad. No, he's I mean, he's young. He's still, you know, what I mean, but he's really come a long way since since uh, Chara left, and he had to step up his his game basically. So, how old is he? Um, I want to say he's in his late twenties, twenty eight, maybe twenty nine. I hope I hope he sticks around. I hope he becomes like Bergeron levels of. Uh, like legendary with the Bruins, he's really he's he's been a he's a solid fan. player. Yeah, he just he's oh, yeah. tough and um, uh, he just doesn't have the same international impact that Bergie did through his career. No, yeah, no Bergeron. I mean, you can't everybody be a Bergeron. So no. All right, I mean, those are all good picks. Uh, Josh, what about you? Hart Trophy MVP. McCarr. All right. Calling it, calling it now. He's he's gonna be the. Re- I mean, he won the AVC, he won the Cup MVP. Um, uh, I think pol- did he? I thought McKinnon. Yeah. No, it, I it, thought he won. I thought he won the Finals MVP. Maybe it was. I can't remember. I think, I think so. Um, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm Kale gonna McCarr. go with it McDavid. Was, it was. Uh, it was Kale McCarr. Con Smythe yeah. Award. Um. I'm gonna go with McKinnon for um no not McKinnon McDavid too many Macs. Uh, McDavid or for the uh, rocket yeah for the rocket and uh I can't not go with Edmund I gotta go because I'm gonna go with the fact that they're not gonna give both to McCarr and they'll give it to Edmund over <laughs> Josie all right because they they don't do that that's that's they, oh don't, they God, won't do that they won't give both I forgot about Roman Josie. Yeah, he's on Nashville. But here, 
but I think he's going to get. Is it? Isn't he going to lose a little ice time this year, and get some help? I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to Nashville. Yeah, I thought I saw somewhere that he's getting some help, so he's going to lose a little bit of ice time, so he kind of drop a couple points. At his you end. know, I, I think that could, Nashville, honestly, now that I think about it, they could be like, can can I can they be my honorable mention dark horse? I mean, you're already doing it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah well, hell, all right. Um, yeah, no, I think well. Yeah, I, I have nothing on them. That's all I'll say. I think they're just an, like, an honor. That's all they are. Honor, honorable mention dark horse. That's all I'll say. Yeah, Nashville's always in the in the mix up. So, oh yeah, I'm sure they'll be good. Um, I have uh, Hart is McDavid, Rocket is Matthews, and then uh, Norris is Fox. Adam Fox. Oh yeah. That's new. That's another. Well, I I think New York, the Rangers are going to be contenders, but that's another. They also have so many young guys. They have a kid line. Like I'm going to be. I'm going to have so much fun watching that quote unquote kid line. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But we'll see how the season goes, and we'll uh, see see how accurate our predictions are, and go from there but uh, i think that's going to do it for this one and we will catch you guys in the next one we go back to our regularly planned programming